Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options even if you're not a professional. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. I'm here with Joanne. Hey, Joanne, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. We have a, a very interesting topic again today. Yes. I think. Yeah. Uh, and today we'll be talking about reducing dangers for seniors in the home. Yeah. That's a it's a tricky one. Well, it is, but I got to tell you, when you talk to most people, where do you think they want to live their life? At home. At home. Right. <laughs> And, you know, um, it's not always possible to do that. So one of the tips that we want to give you today is just things for you to think about, hopefully in advance, Mm -hmm. not after, Mm -hmm. you know, you've had a crisis in the Mm -hmm. home, but really think forward a little bit. And if you're going to stay in your home, one of the things I would say, and there's two options there, you might have somebody living with you or that person might be on their own. Right. So depending on which one of those, there are different things you need to watch out for. But first of all, I would say you need to have a good physical. Mm-hmm. Make sure your loved one has have vision, dental, all of those physical problems that could come up, hearing, um, just to make sure they're capable of being at home alone. Um, because just because they're living in someone's house doesn't mean that person will be with them all the time. So independence is the key factor, certainly, if you're going to think about living at home, unless, you know, we'll get into a little more care and support later. But the first thing to do, go to the doctor, get a good physical Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and make sure that person is functioning well and has no, um, you know, let's talk about neuropathy, for instance. And when you're not feeling your feet completely, how is that floor doing? Yeah, yeah, because so if, if, let's say you had a rug there, which... It's a bad idea, but uh, you wouldn't even, no. if you can't feel it. No. Then, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And mm. then, uh, and then of course there is the other piece to that is somebody has dementia and they're living in their home. Mm-hmm. You want to be looking at safety issues. Why, you know, because safety is the one thing they lose. The ability to be thinking things through is just not going to be there. Mm-mm. So you've got to retrofit your house to watch for safety issues. Think about that. You know, uh, one of the things we talk about, and I've run a lot of different facilities myself, and one of the things that I have seen is that a lot of our seniors have walkers, and they like to to not only walk around the house, but they go outside as well. So we want to talk about your environment inside and outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But think about the fact that um, if they have one of those little pendants that you can push and thinking that maybe your daughter doesn't live there with you all day long and you're by yourself, you're going to want to get one of those life alerts, which Mm -hmm. is there's a lot of different systems out there that are available and you can look them up online. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of those things that I think would be really helpful. Um, But if you're going to get one of those, I have had one lady and this, this made me think about this a long time ago. And she had put the lifeline on her walker. Well, she went outside to take a little walk around the house and she fell. Right. But she couldn't reach 
the lifeline because it was on the walker that oh, fell away from her. Oh no. So, you know, the idea that you need to make sure that it's on your person. Right. Not on a device. <laughs> exactly. But on. Yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. And so that is the same situation, believe it or not. They are waterproof and you can put them in the shower with you. Okay, great. Guess what happens a lot in the Ooh, shower? Slipping, falling. That's just a, yeah. Yeah. That's so tricky. trying to figure out things like that. Those are safety issues that mm -hmm. you just kind of want to think about. And particularly um, for someone who likes to get up and walk around and go into to different areas. So you want to be thinking about that. And there's a lot of different wireless companies and they are absolutely fantastic. So just give that a thought ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you can put it in your pocket if they're embarrassed and they don't want anybody to see it on them, but at least make sure it's on their body. Right. Yep. <laughs> and that they can grab it and yep. push it when they need to. So mm -hmm. that's just one of the things that you want to think about. So um, the other thing we could talk about, um, what about stairs? Valerie? Oh, tricky. <laughs> tricky. It is tricky, isn't it? And um, you did mention um, rugs because right. we're, we're looking at environmental things. Um, that kind of concerns me because yes. it's, um, what is the, st the statistic today? Sorry. Um, over 65 has the highest number of falls right. around the world. Right. And so we're looking at potential little problems of maybe having a little vertigo, maybe having um, feeling a little weak, getting up out of bed a little too quick mm -hmm. and you start to feel a little dizzy mm -hmm. falling. So what are we going to do with the environment? You have to adjust the environment. You do. Yeah, think about what could be a potential like, trip hazard. And I think, <laughs> unfortunately, rugs are a big one. People love throw rugs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to have carpet. But when you start thinking about throwing something on, on a floor, and then uh, what if that person's in a wheelchair, Val? Whew, then you have, you know, you have everything from door frames. Do you fit through there? To, and how tight are like the corners to get in and out of areas? Then how tall is, for example, your kitchen counter? Yes. You know, can you reach over it to comfortably, let's say, do dishes <laughs> exactly. you know, or not? Um, or, you know, which items do you have in the top cabinets versus what do no. you have on the bottom? I mean, there's just so many pieces to stairs you won't be able to manage. No. Not at all. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting. And I, I, I bring that attention to uh, to everyone, because at one point when my mother, uh, God rest her soul, had, had to be in a wheelchair at the end of her life and her house was built in the 50s and the, the hallways were more narrow. Uh, yes. Getting into the bathroom there, you, you have to have at least three feet wide. That's a standard to be able to get mm -hmm. a wheelchair and mm -hmm. or a walker. Mm -hmm. Um, and there were four steps going up to get into her house. Oh, so you totally forget about that. Right. But if you have a loved one who's going to be in a wheelchair, you need to create a ramp right. to be able, if you're going to be taking them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, but what happened to her was we had carpet in that house um, and trying to maneuver with carpet in rough. a wheelchair is very difficult. Yes. Yeah. Um, so be thinking can you afford to retrofit? Because right. that is quite expensive. Right. Um, but depending on what your loved one's needs are, mm -hmm. you're going to have to think about that. And narrow hallways and doorways are a huge factor. They really in safety. are. 
They they are. I mean, yeah. so I actually recently had surgery, and right. uh, part of it was I couldn't walk, so I you know I borrowed myself. Luckily, you know, a wheelchair right. and uh, a walker and crutches, so I could get around. You know, I could, you know, I could get from like the bedroom to the kitchen to the living room, but there's a part of the house that's older because, you know, the, the yeah. house was, you know, Added the part I was and, yeah. sleeping in, it was the newer part, but the older part, I could not get in with the wheelchair, especially then if you have like, you know, the foot piece in the front on the wheelchair, oh, yeah. you can't navigate around those corners. So yeah. you're pretty much that house, the part of the house is just under, like, you can't get there anymore. Yeah. So it's. And so thinking about that, because if you're alone, you were alone. Yep. So how are you going to manage all yeah, those yeah, things? Yeah. So I knew, I mean, I yeah. planning ahead before the surgery, I would get like, you know, clean towels and clothes and everything and put that on my dresser in the front. So I wouldn't have to get into the closet. Right. So I, you know, I recreated and I put like certain piles in, in different areas that are easier to reach. And, right. and the same in the kitchen, things that I know I use on a daily basis, I would put all... You know, so on that the you counter, can get a hold of it. exactly. Yeah, it's amazing because I used to say this to a lot of people back in the day when I was first uh, when I first wrote my book, and I was telling people you don't think about your house until yeah. all of a sudden you might have a wreck or something. You're in a wheelchair, yeah. you come home, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't even I, get around here." Exactly, I can't move. You have to visually go back and look in your house and mm -hmm. see is it okay. For somebody as they're aging, either with a walker, a wheelchair, whatever it is, yeah. can they manage? Yeah. And, you know, if you can't be there with them all the time, you're mm -hmm. going to have to think those things through. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And even so, things like grocery shopping. Oh, gosh. I mean, yeah. you can't. Yeah. You can't. Which, by the way, leads me to the next point. And that is you have to have as many friends and caregivers right. and family as you can possibly surround yourself with. Yes. Because as we said, we love that. Can't be a lone ranger there. Exactly. You yeah. have to, don't yeah. be afraid to ask for help. Oh gosh. Think about, um, you know, being able to have somebody or call somebody if you really needed some help. And then, you know, other than 911, if you have a neighbor that's mm -hmm. familiar with what's mm -hmm. going on with mm -hmm. you, and sometimes it's not a bad idea to have someone kind of keep an eye right. on that neighbor. If you see somebody coming over there that, you know, you're a little suspicious of, you might want to have right. them come. Just give them a check and say, hey, I'm just coming over to say hi. Introduce to, yourself. Yes, to you. make sure that, yeah. that whoever it was that came over was somebody they should have been there. Right. That's kind of an important thing. Mm -hmm. um, but here's the other tip that I really learned with... Uh, dealing with my mom at home because she did stay at home. And that was, if you're going to have a caregiver in your home, you need to make sure they're licensed and that you have a background on those people. Because a lot of times people will see ads in the newspaper and they mm. will hire somebody, but they have no idea about their background. Mm. You know, so you want to get a background check and yes. you don't want to get a state one because they might have had an issue in another state. So it needs to be a federal background check. Right. And you also want to make sure that you talk to the last person they worked with mm -hmm. and maybe get three testimonies from people that they've worked with mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. And I tell you that because there have been very dangerous things that have happened right. with caregivers, including abuse and neglect. Yeah. So family members, if you're lucky enough to have them, keep them involved in your life. Yes. 
um, because those are the ones that are going to sort of check on you on a regular basis. And that's that's really kind of an important thing. Um, but check in. What it, what does it cost if you go to an agency? The agencies are the best, obviously, because, you know, here's the issue that I have by pulling someone out of the paper, for instance. Uh, what happens when they're sick? You have no backup. Yeah. Ouch. Good point. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if you have an agency, you know that they're going to be able to send somebody else if that person, for whatever reason, can't come that mm -hmm. day. So it gives you a little bit of a background. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is uh, you want to know how much does it cost an hour? You know, 24-hour right. care is very expensive, especially if it's a nurse. But think about this, because you can have caregivers who are just there to sort of do housework for you or cook for you or shop for you. Mm -hmm. uh, they can't do hands-on. So that's a companion, right. which is different than a CNA, a certified nursing assistant, who can help you with bathing and dressing and all of those things. So depending on what kind of care you need, that's what you want to find out. How much is that going to cost you an hour? Yes. They can be quite pricey. Oof. And the other thing is, if you need a skilled nurse care, is it worth it for you to stay in your home and can you afford that? Because 24-hour mm -hmm. care is pretty high. Mm -hmm. Nurses get a pretty good penny for that. So be thinking what is your uh, financial situation and can you afford it? Mm -hmm. But those are all things you look at ahead of time before that becomes a decision right. to say, Mom, this is the reason you can't really stay home because of this, this, and this. But if you can and you can set it up, well, you're doing good, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Think about home health care. What are the kinds of things that you can have um, at, you know, to your home with different uh, liabilities and things like that? So if you have long-term care insurance, there's a lot of things that pays for today in your home. Yeah. So you don't have to go to a nursing home specifically to get that amount of insurance. So be thinking about that. And um, what happens with a medication? Huh. You know, yeah. is that person at that point capable of taking their own medication, even if they have one of those pill holders and mm -hmm, containers? Mm -hmm. um, I've had stories where somebody will go in and take three days worth at oh, a time goodness. because oh. they're confused. Right. Right. <laughs> so um, you really need a nurse to oversee that or someone else. Otherwise, I think it's probably better not to allow them to, to do it on right, their own. Right, right. It's just thinking about that anyway. So there's medical equipment with Medicare that you can get. There's lots. If you need a bed, a medical bed, those things can be paid for by Medicare. Nice. And that's a really nice um, situation, along with having a nurse come in and check on you maybe two, three times a week. Right. So look ahead and be thinking of resources. Right. What what is available to you in the community and maybe what you what can you change i mean for example you know not being able to walk for a while i mean like even things like showering like the bathroom yeah. so you know so for me it was how am i going to shower on one leg yeah tricky yeah. so you know i mean i got myself a little shower chair and just it's 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 not easy, you know, no, so I mean, it's, if, yeah, if you can, <laughs> if you plan ahead and you somehow are able to maybe change your house in a way that you can get like a handicap, like a, a shower that you can like drive into a walk into right. with no big steps with, you know, reduced 
It's huge. Yeah, and absolutely. It makes a very big difference. That shower uh, holder on the wall. Yes. I mean, if you yep. have something in case you start to fall, you want to have something there. Hold you can, on. Yes. Because I mean, yeah, slippery. It, yeah. If you <laughs> if you have a house that's not prepared for those types of you know, shall we say, living situations, yeah. it's really tough. It is tough, and then you also have uh, the the chairs that sit on top of right. the toilet that goes up a little bit higher and has the hand support. Nice. Huge difference nice. in being able to get up and down. Right. So it's absolutely yeah. worth to yeah. invest yeah. In, in things like that. So the other things, do you have an emergency medical system in place? So what happens if let's say, you know, you call the 911 and they show up at the door. Do they have any of your information done? Do, do they have access to yeah. that? Do they yeah, know if you not. even want to be revived? Do they know any of yeah. that? Yeah. Um, you know, you have to. OK, here's the thing. Do you have your insurance card? Do you have your IDs? Do you have all of those kind of Medicare, Medicaid numbers? Any of that stuff? You need to have DNR which is do not resuscitate. If that is something that is part of your decision that you want, do you have a living will? Do you have any of that stuff available? Mm -hmm. Do you know that they actually have programs where it's like you sit it in a tube and they put it in your refrigerator and the EMTs know to go in the refrigerator and look for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's an emergency system. But then when you go to the emergency room and you can't talk or whatever, right. You've got all of that information. That That's you can really hand smart. It's important. Yeah. And EMTs have known about that for years. All right. That's and so it has lots of information. So you can look that up as well. Yep. But it's, God, you really need to know those things, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. and they, these people don't know you. So no, I mean, they have, they have yeah. no idea what your medical yeah. history is, what's your background. Exactly. What, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And do you have Medicare? Do you have insurance? Do you right. have anything? Right. So if you have all of that in one place, you've got it. Yeah. And that's what you want to be looking at. So those are just a few things to, to be thinking about. And the other thing is, if a person is actually living alone, do they have access to healthy food? I mean, yeah. you know, you. <laughs> I hate to say this, but, you know, you begin to lose your sense of smell. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times some of these people will keep food in their refrigerators past their date. Mm -hmm. And there's certain things that you really shouldn't eat. You can mm -hmm. really yep. get very, very sick. Right. And also you just want to make sure they're eating healthy. Mm -hmm. So if a family member can kind of keep an eye on that and make sure they're checking the refrigerator, yeah. all of those kind and, of things. And get them fresh produce mm -hmm. on a regular basis because the problem is if somebody doesn't stop by on a regular basis. I mean, your, your fresh foods are going to go, yes. they're going to spoil, and right. then you're stuck right. with. And then a lot of times that generation has a hard time throwing things away. Um, you know, they want to hold on to things. Right. And so they say, well, I'll just, it's not quite, it's not really that bad. I'll just go ahead and eat it today. Cause you know, so be very cautious about that. So if you feel like that person really uh, is having issues with food and being able to prepare a meal, um, then you need to look at somebody coming in as a companion mm -hmm. and that they're less expensive by the way, than paying for an actual certified nurse. Mm. So be thinking that that's an option for you, unless you have a neighbor or someone that can step in and just kind of go over and check on them or something like that. Um, and then the other thing is, can they keep their regular routine? Is their life normal for them? And if it isn't, then you need to be thinking about other people that can associate with them because you know what is isolation for someone? 
what happens to those people ooh, now? Oh, it's, it's really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And there's actually a statistic out today that talks about isolation and loneliness is actually a big leader towards mm -hmm. dementia. Mm -hmm. So keeping that person social, making sure they can get out and go places is really important mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. So the reason you want to stay at home and I want to stay at home is because I like my routine. Right. I like to know when I'm going to have my bath. I like to know right. that I make choices. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's a, a drawback when you go to an assisted or nursing home. You kind of have to stay a little bit within their schedule. Obviously, you can have preferences, but sometimes that doesn't always work. No. So um, a lot of these things is just look at the routine. Is everything okay for that person? Are they still enjoying their life? Because that's huge. Quality of life. Is yeah, that's, that's why is. you want to stay at home. Really. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's your support system. So I think also just make sure always, like we try to give a lot of resources, make mm -hmm. sure you look out there and see what's available mm -hmm. for their insurance. What are their options and yeah. what will Medicare give them and what will Medicaid give them? Right. And is that something, you know, that will help them out? So there's resources that are free out there, but we have to look at people like AARP. They give a lot of information or the Alzheimer's Association. So if you start looking at resources you might find out there's a lot of things available that you didn't even know in your own community. Yes. And also be aware that all states are different. So you have different rules and regulations. So you want to make sure you check with the state that you're in. Mm -hmm. For us in Florida, mm -hmm. we have certain rules, and I think we're a little bit complicated. <laughs> I don't know what it is. We seem to be more difficult. But right. um, make sure that, you know, if I tell you a certain rule here, you want to double check that and make sure that's true in your state. Right. So it's a little bit different. It's just something mm -hmm. like that. And again, always make sure you're making sound decisions financially for this yeah. person. So do you remember when I told you before that somebody that has a stroke how long did I tell you? Do you remember how many years that was? It's like 35 years somebody oh, had lived with a yes. stroke. Yeah. So um, make sure that you know what your finances are. And yes. if you need to move to a facility, that's a whole nother level. We talked a little bit about that on the uh, memory care unit. But you have to plan ahead. That's, you do. That's my bottom line is mm -hmm. to always say, look at the environment. Look at your finances, look at your resources, look at your family and friends and who do you have to be there to support them? Right. Yeah. Right. It is so important. I think it's one of those things if if you if you tackle it and you, you create a plan, you will thank yourself later for it. Absolutely. So much because it's just gonna make make it you know, so different. Easier. Yeah, it is. It's going to, yeah. you're going to have a completely different outcome. You know, I will just, I will give you kudos because what you have learned over the years really helped you when you wound up having surgery. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> I, I have to tell you this, this woman was amazing. She truly went home and reconnected everything yes. in her house <laughs> and she made sure she could reach everything and that, yep. she, you know, and so those are the things you think about, but it's important <laughs> Uh, and she got a wheelchair, a walker. I did. I borrowed it all. I said, you know, even if I don't need, yeah. let's say, the walker or the wheelchair, at least I have it. I have yeah. options. And because you need that. Because yeah. uh, it's one thing to roll through your house. It's another to use crutches to get into oh a shower. God. Yes. So, yeah. No, the crutches are It's difficult. unbelievable. And then, yeah, like I said, the whole... Uh, 
you know, so our house is not uh, <laughs> adapted for somebody in a wheelchair. I mean, I got lucky I could move around, but the showering part. It's hard. It's, it's really scary because our main <laughs> shower has this big, very large step you would have yeah. to get over, which I'm not even going to attempt. And then yeah. the other bathroom has a bathtub. So yeah. I, but even, <laughs> it's, I can handle on because it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. So <laughs> it is this, is, this is one of the reasons why this whole universal design came about. Yes, it is. Yeah. Because when you're building a house, if you plan on living there the rest of your life, mm -hmm. start thinking about mm -hmm. universal design. Mm -hmm. Everything is wide open. Yes. You can roll a wheelchair right into yep. the shower. I mean, it is amazing how different your counters can be raised and lowered. Right. Um, count, think about how, can you the get cabinets. up and reach your cabinets? <laughs> no, it's, 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 I mean, I had the ability, I could, you know, lock the wheelchair and then push myself up on the counter to open the cabinet and reach up. Let's right. just say it is not comfortable and it's probably not safe. No, do so don't, <laughs> don't, do don't, don't do it. Don't do it. But, <laughs> but I, ba I basically oh. think what we're just pretty much saying is that we go through our days. Yeah. Never thinking. Yeah. About taking it for granted. That's absolutely. what I said to my husband. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, how I have taken, you know, simple everyday things we do all yeah. the time. You completely take for granted unless exactly. you have a challenge. Exactly. And, yeah. So always, and it has, it's always about thinking ahead. Yeah. So when you plan things out, if you have a senior that's in your life, be thinking ahead, even though they may be independent now. Right. Be aware that just any little thing can happen yeah. if somebody breaks their hip. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden life is very, very mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking about moving into a facility, a campus somewhere, those are other issues that you need to look into. So right. my words uh, and Valerie's words right. are prepare ahead. Yep. It makes a huge difference in your quality of life yeah. and the person you you care for. I couldn't agree so, more. You will yeah. thank yourself later for oh, doing Oh, you so. sure will. Mm. Yes. She's much happier now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So thanks Aww. for uh, yeah. suggesting this. This yep. is a good idea. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I think there was a lot of, a lot of information. really good tips, a lot of things to think about. And yeah. maybe, you know, like we said, plan ahead. Maybe take a minute and think for yourself. If I had to sit in a wheelchair, how would I do yeah. task you get A, around? task yeah. B? Just things you do on a daily basis. Maybe think how you would have to adapt. Absolutely. Yes. And what's the difference between having tile floors and carpet oh, gosh, yes. or yeah. anything or mm -hmm. wood floors mm -hmm. um, easier to roll around on, right. for instance. But right. again, falling on a tile floor is Ooh. a little different, but yeah, no. mm -hmm. you have to kind of weigh your options yeah. on that. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, right. well, thank you so much. Yeah, and I really absolutely. appreciate it. And we yeah. hope that was helpful. And we hope to, uh, Oh, <laughs> Joanne just mentioned, we, we should throw that out, out there. We actually have two uh, DVDs available, and you can watch this online for a cheaper rate um, if you're interested with Tipa Snow. And they're both about living at a home, actually. And one is living at a home with mid to later stage um, dementia. And in that, she talks about how you can offer the most gentle yet effective personal care assistant. Uh, assistance that builds trust and how to, here, here we go, how to evaluate mobility and skills needed in and around the home for safety. Yeah. 
and how to find the right balance between assisting and encouraging the person to do as much as possible on them because that is important. Yeah, I it mean, is. If you you want to encourage independence as long Absolutely. as you can. Absolutely. You know, and how to set up the environment to reduce safety risks and also how to create activities that make the person feel needed and valued. Which is real important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is in-home dementia care tips and techniques with Tipa in that she talks about how to create calming surroundings to reduce the risk of sundowning, other distressing behaviors, and uh, uh, how to prepare visitors and family members for more meaningful visits and uh, practical tips and ideas to problem solve existing challenging situations for more joyous caregiving caregiving relationship so yeah. they're both really interesting yeah. if you'd like to learn more i'm going to put a link in the show notes right and if you click on those and you scroll down on those pages you can see video excerpts for each. so you can watch clips for free right and get an idea what it's about and we have if you want to watch it online it's uh, it's you save ten dollars that's right yep so yep. i'm going to put all of those links in there nice nice so we hope that this yep. was helpful yep. and uh certainly want to hear back from anyone if you're uh seeking some challenging situations yeah. and need a little bit of guidance or, or a little help, we'd be mm -hmm. happy to do whatever we can. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you so much, Joanne. You're so welcome. All right. Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.